0: Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I wanna welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So today, I have the honor of having my good friend and a coworker, a colleague of mine, Heather Doran. She is a business and financial expert who coaches entrepreneurs, and even just regular people on how to improve their finances and their business as well as their personal lives. She also has her own personal Facebook group. It's called, I love this name by the way, More Than Just Taxes, Money and Woo Talk for Entrepreneurs. How great and amazing is that? So I want to welcome Heather today. Welcome Heather. Yes, thank
1: you so much for having me. And it's funny that you mentioned the name so I played with it so much and I had I was like in the shower one day and I was like what about more than just taxes? You know, because like we always like even as individuals business owners whatever like when you think about accounting or accountants you're like, Oh yeah, they do taxes. And I was like, wait a minute, like I do so much more than taxes. So, and then obviously like my new audience, like I really wanted to make sure that I was encompassing like that woo side and like, make sure that everybody knew, okay, I'm not just like a financial person. Like I'm really going to dive into the other side of your money, the mindset side, and really just embrace that
0: quote unquote woo. So Um, That is the name that we came up with. So thank you. I love that. And I love when you talk about the woo, because this is really what I I think think both of us together is the woo part of it that you're talking about has to do with um, limiting beliefs surrounding money and fear surrounding money. And I don't think there's anyone out there that probably hasn't at some point in time had an issue with fear and blocks regarding money. So that's where the woo part comes in, which is what I love about you, because you can go to any financial analyst, you can go to any tax person and say, hey, can you help me with my taxes? And they'll do it, of course. But they won't tell you that, hey, the reason that you're making these mistakes is because you have these blocks to money. And that's what you do, which is great because (laughs) you're not just, it's not just a financial thing. It's like you cover the spiritual and everything, which is amazing. So I think maybe to start off, what we should do is really talk about what are limiting beliefs regarding money and what is the fear that we have surrounding money. So you're the expert at that. So why don't you... uh, give us your take on this.
1: Yeah. So like a lot of times I hear people say like, Oh, I just need to clear a money block. And it's like, okay, well there, in my opinion, there's always a twofold. So there's always two sides to like a money issue or a money block. There's obviously like the money side of it and like what you're doing, how you're doing it. But a lot of times, like we want to go to a spiritual reason of like, there is like something underlying, there's like an underlying belief. So in my opinion, when it comes to clearing money blocks, there's really a twofold thing there. So there is like the strategic practical way of how you handle your money, or what you're doing, what you've done in the past, that type of thing. And then really kind of like the spiritual side of it of like mindset, and then really kind of clearing out those negative beliefs and that type of thing. So um, kind of like how I define, like, what is a money block? So one of the things is um, self-sabotaging behavior. One of the biggest self-sabotaging behaviors that I see around money is number one is overspending or number two is not spending. So most people either in what I've experienced, most people either fall into one or two of these categories. And depending on what place of your life you're in, you might be like an overspender where like the money's burning a hole in your pocket or you won't spend money um, even though you really maybe need something or you really want something. So both of those areas are self-sabotaging behavior. And so the way that I look at it, like you think, oh, well, not spending money, that's not self-sabotaging. But the problem is, is that a lot of times like in life and business, there are things we need, like we need things in our household, maybe we need things in our business. And so if we get so stuck in that place of like lack and fear and scarcity, and not spending the money actually stifles us from making more progress in our life it's the same type of thing. Whereas if you're overspending, obviously you're spending money on things that you probably don't need and that sabotages your progress there. So that's kind of the first category.
0: That's so interesting because I think most people, excuse me, most people only think about the overspending. I don't think that there's a lot of people who really think about the underspending, but I totally get what you're saying. It's, that I think, stems really from fear more than anything, people who think they don't have enough, and yet they need to spend money for advertising or for um, important things in their business, and they just say to themselves like, "Why well, can't do it right now?" Or they have some kind of excuse, but it really it all boils down to fear. And I think that, you know, what you were just talking about definitely um, has to do more with fear than anything else. Oh, Okay. I see you now. So what, what would you tell someone like a client that you meet with? who has the issue of being afraid to spend money in their business? So, is
1: like, where is this coming from? So a lot of times there is, it's coming from a learned behavior. So that's one of them. So you figure like, you think about like your family Um, about your your parents' parents. So a lot of us actually are getting our beliefs around money, I believe, from our grandparents. So you think about it, like my dad was raised by my grandma and my grandma lived through the Great Depression. And so that brought up obviously a lot of beliefs around money and like not having very much and just being very, that scarcity mindset which then translated over to my dad, where then I became constantly worried about money as an adult. Like it was just a constant source of, um, like fear and just like, oh my God, not enough. And then I then passed that down to my son. I have a 20 year old son and I see the anxiety that he has over it. And so, um, that's kind of the first place. So we look at like what is the learned behavior? And then like those stories around, um, money doesn't grow on trees. (laughs) Um, the, uh, you know, you have to work really hard. Um, money doesn't come easy, you know, all this stuff. These are like underlying beliefs, like subconsciously that we hold onto and we don't realize it. And it stops us. Like it stops our progress. And so we really struggle (laughs) in that area. Um, another thing, obviously this is like for the woo people is like past lives. So, um, you know, for a lot of us, like if you believe in past lives, there's a lot of like, um, things that have happened, um, possibly in past lives that have translated down into like your energy and stuff like that. Um, but I also look at like past decisions that we've made in. Our life. So when I was in my 20s, I took out a couple of credit cards and I totally overspent, um, you know, not really knowing what I was doing and that type of thing. And so what happened was it created like a fear inside of me over debt because, you know, I ended up like not being able to pay the money back. And then I ended up like having a bunch of interest. It was like this big old conundrum to try to get the, the thing paid off. It was like several years. And so like, I beat myself up over that for a really, really long time over past decisions I had made around debt. And so for me, so I'm the one who's like not a spender. So I will be one of those people who like won't spend money and like be just like, no. And so I will go without for a long time because, you know, because of these past things that I've had. So really, I look at it when, like, somebody comes to me, like, I definitely look at, we look at the mindset stuff and, like, what has happened up to this point that is creating this belief in your life?
0: Yeah, I totally can relate to a lot of what you were talking about. Because for me, it wasn't someone living in the Great Depression. But it was growing up with a single mom who, you know, always had to worry and struggle with finances and then becoming a single mom myself, of course, I just carried over those same traits. So I totally get that. And um, what what you're saying makes sense, too, because when I was in college, like I was pretty good with money. But then I got married and my ex-husband was not good with money. And so then I had an $8,000 credit card debt that I acquired from my divorce that I did not create. That's always fun. Yeah. So so I totally understand that because sometimes we even find ourselves, I think we even attract situations in our lives
1: where we're into
0: debt just because of our attitudes about money. Um, And I think that the really... Awesome thing is you've created this whole class for people who want to really get their money story straight, and it's—I think it's especially geared towards entrepreneurs. If um, I'm right about that, I think that you told me that it's geared towards entrepreneurs and their businesses. Um, but it's called bookkeeping like a boss. So, what all does that entail? Like, what do you take people through when they um, sign up with this course for you?
1: Um, so it's a six month program that is, um, it's a, it's a newer program that I've designed. So basically like I've been working with all these clients over the past three years. And so some people I'm just doing bookkeeping and some people I'm just working on mindset and all this other stuff. So basically I designed what I call a three tiered system, but it's actually like a circle basically. So you start with mindset. Um, I believe that like all money situations and even, you know, when it comes to selling your product or when it comes to like, even getting on a podcast or whatever, like it all comes down to mindset. And so there's the mindset. Um, But then we go into basically collecting your information, like your data. So You know, for people who um, don't own a business, like basically that's like going into your, your checking account and like looking at where your money's going, like how much are you spending on, you know, X, Y, Z, like I had a conversation with the lady today and we talked about like, you know, when is the last time that you kind of went into your bank account and looked at what's going on? this is the same type of thing in your business. A lot of times in our business, like we just spend money or it's just kind of based on like the cash that we have in our account. But again, what ends up happening, is self-sabotaging because it doesn't actually move us toward our goal any quicker because it's like, oh, well, there's money in there. I can spend it. Well, not necessarily because what about the things that you want to do? And so that's where I developed... Uh, Basically, what I call strategy, but that's all like the business stuff of like learning how to create a budget, you know, create a cash flow, um, really looking at like what is a good, like, how do you decide if I should invest in this program or I should invest in a new service or whatever, like, how to do that. Um, You know, so much in our business, like, we talk about, oh, we'll be the CEO, be the CEO. But nobody talks about be the CFO, like be the chief financial officer in your business, because at the end of the day, like you're also wearing that financial hat and you need to have the strategy to go with it. But if you don't know what's happening, like you don't have the bookkeeping side of it, or you don't have the numbers that you've been keeping up with, you're not going to be able to develop the budget or develop the cash flow or develop the strategy. Um, and then all that ends up happening in all of this is mindset. Like mindset comes up every time. Like even people like have a hard time opening their bank account. It's a mindset. Um, people have a hard time developing a budget. It's a mindset. Like people have a hard time raising their prices. It's mindset. So like we always end up going back to mindset. And so in the program, I have developed a mindset a lesson that goes with the start of every lesson. So pretty much trying to look at like, what is the resistance that's going to come up as we work through these different things. So if it's going to be like, um looking at your bank account, or like looking at your tax um, estimates, or whatever it is, but really just trying to say, okay, so there's probably going to be a mindset thing that's going to come up. And when and if there is, this is, is how we're going to go ahead and try to help with that resistance.
0: Yeah, and I love that you say, you talk about how people are afraid to look at their checkbooks. And I think that's so true. I think there's so many people who, number one, don't look at their checkbooks. (laughs) They're too afraid. They're like, I'll just check it every few months. Um, And number two, I have so many clients myself, so many people who listen to me who tell me that they don't handle their finances at all. They've just sort of shrugged it off to their partner. So they have no idea what kind of financial shape they're even in, which to me is, it's kind of astounding to me because I guess I've always had to be the one to deal with the finances. Even when I was married, I was the one who, you know, was seeing the bills like, oh my gosh, what are you spending this money on? You do not need five sets of skis but um, <laughs> I'm the one who had to keep track of that. And I think a lot of people just, I think the reasoning for assigning it to someone else is because of those money stories. They just don't want to look at it. And people will say, I hear this all the time, well, I'm, I'm just not good with money. Yeah. And you know, that in and of, in and of itself is just a, a BS story that we've told ourselves that we're not good with money anyone can handle money. You know, it just takes understanding the ebb and flow of money and how it's, it's just energy. It's not positive or negative. We're the ones who assign the positive or negative aspect to money. And when we realize that, you know, we can bring in money, but we have to believe that we can, and we have to get rid of those negative limiting beliefs, like, that making money is hard or um, money doesn't grow on trees, like you said, all of those limiting beliefs we keep telling ourselves, we have to get rid of those. And I think that that's the core of what you're doing with this program that makes you, I think this is what sets you apart from everyone else and is what I just love about you, is you're actually digging into those Sorry, guys. We had a puppy visitor, and Nala's a little excited about it. Um, (laughs) Milo has come to visit Nala. so Uh, We have (coughs) so many stories, and you dig into that. And like I said, when you go to a normal tax person or financial advisor, they don't care what your money stories are. They don't care where your limiting beliefs came from. You're not making them dig deep. You're just looking at the surface stuff and saying, well, you know, you brought in this much, but you spent that much, but that doesn't really help you correct the behaviors. And I think that's where you are really making a difference with people because you're actually telling them, this is why you're doing that. And this is how we can fix it. And that's going to change their stories from here on out, which is what I think is amazing. And what what I love about the woo part of your business.
1: Yeah and really like that's that's where it comes down to. So I mean like when my husband and I uh we got married uh, several years ago and and I kind of like took my hands off the wheel when it comes to our finances um because of my constant fear around money, So yes, like I am the accountant who goes to work every day and I manage other people's finances. But when it comes to like my own, I was just like, no, you take care of it. No, you take care of it. No, you take care of it. And when I started doing like this, this work, I was like, I cannot like in integrity, like help people with their finances and then not even be in tune or tapped in or know what the hell is going on with my own finances. And so I actually got a mentor, a coach myself to deal with this situation. And, um, that's when my husband and I sat down and were like, okay, like, let's go through this. Like, what debt do we have? Like, what does our monthly bills look like? Um, I, you know, sad to say, but like, I really wasn't that tapped into it. I had an overview. Like I kind of understood like baseline what was happening, but When I started doing that, we started like being on the same page with what was happening with our finances. That's when we started to make some serious headway in not only paying things off, but like stop the overspending. So again, my husband is more of the overspender where he's just like, oh yeah, like let's buy a movie or let's go out to eat or, you know, Amazon, Netflix, like all kinds of shit. And (laughs) uh And I'm like, oh, my God, no. Like, what if we don't have enough? And, you know, so, like, our personalities are totally opposite. And so, um, but when we finally, like, came together and we're like, okay, so we not, like, we stopped a lot of the frivolous spending in our life. And one of the things, too, is, like, we found out that we were paying for things that weren't even being used. So, like, like, Xbox Live subscriptions and, like. I mean, I can't even tell you like a handful of things like gym memberships that nobody was using. And um, it was like, holy crap, you know, like we shaved off like a couple hundred bucks every month just from where, you know, I help people look at the numbers, but then really help them develop a deeper understanding of why is it so hard to look? at the numbers or, you know, what all is happening? Like, what are these underlying things? Because, you know, we get stuck in the situation where we're like, well, you know, if we just do the thing, then, you know, it's magically all going to be better. And that's just not true at all.
0: Yeah, I think so many people just go on autopilot in their lives, and they just go out throughout their day like rushing through life and they don't pay attention to the way that they spend money. And I know I've been guilty of that before, but going, you know, not that you should never treat yourself. I'm not saying that at all, but like going to Starbucks every single day would add up really fast or, you know, like you said, having subscriptions to things you're not even using. That's what I found (laughs) not too long ago. Every once in a while I go through and I really I look at my insurance policies. I look at my subscriptions and I'm like, okay, how can I save money? Like, where can I make this better? And I did that with, we had Uverse and we're spending all of this money and I'm the only one who's watching, everyone else is watching Hulu or Netflix. Right. I mean, so that's like, the thing I'm, too. Like, how many subscription <laughs> services do we have? Like,
1: seriously. I mean, that's the thing too. And like, we have cable and I'm like, nobody's watching cable. Like, why do we have cable? That was a question that
0: comes up all the time, you know? Yeah. That did for us too. And, and so I finally, you know, I said, I'm just going to get rid of it because we have enough streaming services. There's never a need for any kind of entertainment at the house. So uh, for plus, sure. yeah. and And they go through, I mean, they offer deals like the phone companies, whatever. They have new deals going on all the time. It never hurts just to call and, and check those things out or go through your checking account and say, what's being automatically pulled out? It's usually those things like that, the streaming services. They're like, wow, I've been paying. I have the same thing. I had a, an app that I was using for a long time, but then I stopped using it. So I canceled the app. But what I didn't realize was that the app did not stop charging me. Um, And so I had to go back through and, and look at all of the charges that I had after canceling the app and I had to go through Apple and, but it's worth making sure that you're looking at your account because you don't know what's happening if you're not paying attention. And I think that's another good thing about you. That's where you come in is you take the fear out of looking at your finances, because I think that so many people just don't do it because they don't want to see the way they've really been spending money. I think when people look at that, it's it's like throwing money into the toilet if you're not yeah. using the service, you know? So I think a lot of people just say, I don't even want to look at this because they know how much money that they're actually wasting. And in a lot of ways, you know, there are things obviously we have to do and bills we have to pay, but there's a lot of frivolous spending, I think, that a lot of people do without realizing it really yeah and that's
1: the thing too is like once you sit down and you look at like you you peel back the layers of the onion of where (laughs) is my money going um that's where that's where you really kind of have some like truth time with yourself like that's kind of like you know come to Jesus moment of like, okay, come on now. (laughs) But it's not even like, I don't I know there's so much judgment about it, but this is where I work with people on like to drop the judgment because it's not like, we don't need to be in judgment over it. Um, And that's really where, you know, going back to like the credit card story of like, I, you know, you took out a credit card and for a long time, I was very frustrated with this debt I had and these credit cards I had because I had done these things as a young person. But what I learned is that, that doing those things helped me learn along the way and it's helped me become the person that I am today. And so I've been able to really like forgive that side of myself and really forgive those decisions and really forgive that person. That I was, and and that's the thing too is that I feel like we um, we want to be so judgmental of like that younger version of ourselves, and so judgmental of those decisions. But if like you picture like that younger version of yourself sitting next to you, would you like you know stick your finger like oh my god blah blah blah, or would you like come at her with just love and grace and like just hug her? And so I think that that's where like you know, we have to do that to ourselves. is just really like show that part of ourself, like love and grace and just give her a hug and say like, sweetie, I know, I understand, like that was a hard time and just forgive that part of yourself and to make the debt very neutral, because it's in in all reality, like it's not bad or good. It's just like any other money, like you've done the thing that you've done. And now you make a decision, if you're going to continue to grow the debt, or you're going to continue to reduce the debt and have it zeroed out of your life. Um, And just to really be able to come to a place of neutrality when
0: it comes to your debt. I love the forgiveness piece. And I think that that is something that so many people forget is that we need to forgive ourselves. You know, Maya Angelou, I believe said, when you know better, you do better. And that's true. So many of us are just learning. We're unlearning all of the things that we learned growing up and all of the conditions we had. So I think that the forgiveness piece is such an important component because we can't go back and change our money mistakes, but we don't have to keep making the money mistakes. And I think that's where a lot of people just give up. They think that they've spent so much time making the same mistake that they have to continue on that same path. And you can change your life at any point at any on any given day, you can wake up and say, you know what, I'm not going to do the same thing over and over again. And the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So I think that that piece of the forgiveness and saying, you didn't know better, you were not aware of all the things that you know now, and you were doing your best, but it wasn't good enough. And that's okay. But now you're going to do better. And I love that. I I think that's so important. We all need to be able to forgive ourselves. I talk about forgiveness all the time. Yeah. And really forgive yourself when it comes to
1: the decisions that you've made around your finances. I think that is just so key to being able to move past it and then be able to make different decisions around your finances. And I mean, even in our business, I know like there are several people that, um, like maybe have hired coaches or whatever. And they're just like, oh, you know, hiring that coach, it was like, I shouldn't have done that. And they, you know, it just wasn't the right fit or whatever. And then they like, they like beat themselves up over it. And like, it's just, I see it all the time. Like, oh my gosh, this whole story that they create around um, making one decision or another in their business. And it's like, well, but hiring that coach, you know, or making that decision then led you to understand X, Y, Z. What did you understand from it? What did you learn from it? And now how can you go out and be a better business owner because of it? And that's really what I encourage people to do and to really look at instead of using it as like a moment to judge yourself. I love that.
0: Now, if someone were to want to join your program, um, how could they go about doing that? Um,
1: There is a link on my website. Uh, We can go ahead and put it in there. Um, I am actually offering a discount um, off of the price that's there. Um, You do have to email me uh, to um, get the discount. So if you do, if you are genuinely interested, I'm, because I'm doing this as a beta program, Um, I'm offering like a huge discount right now off of what it is because I really just want to create transformation in people's lives. Um, I have really, for even myself, like I have dropped this story of like, it's so hard to make sales or like, it's so hard to make money in business and stuff like that. And so really like I have personally come at my business at a place of service. Like I really just want... To show up and provide solutions to you and your business, and really help you, um, I you know I, I toyed around with like just doing it for free, um, but there's something with the exchange of money, and so I didn't want to necessarily do it that way because um, like psychologically we don't show up when things are free, mm-hmm. and so that's kind of where. I'm just going to be providing like a really big discount. So, um, seriously, if you're honestly interested, we'll put the link down and then just send me an email, shoot me an email and say, Hey, you know, like what's going on with the discount What's your program. And then we'll just hop on a quick call and talk about it. I'm not here to sell you on anything. I really just want to help create a transformation because I honestly believe in this work. I've come super passionate about helping with this part Specifically, like I know people struggle so much with finances and I believe that it's like a three-tiered system, like I said, like, so I do the money mindset where you look at your numbers, which I call it systems. I know it's like a super scary word, but it's basically just collecting the data in an efficient way and then creating a strategy. So doing the different things in this, and this is business. Um, ladies like this is like, we start our business and we, we end up going to, um, like, we're like, Oh, I started an online business. I don't need to know all that business stuff. Well, unfortunately you do like you really do. And when you start to run your business, like a business and you start to take this stuff serious, then like, I think that's when the universe comes back and they're like, Oh, you're serious now. Um, and I
0: feel like your money is the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be emailing you girl. I'll just let you know that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> cause that's what I did. You know, I just jumped into this business, but you're so right. There are a lot of things you really need to know, um, when going and starting a business that a lot of people don't know. They just, they're like, I think it's great that we live in a country where you can start your own business if you want to. And it can be very simple, but once you start getting more and more clients, you really do need to know how to manage that money coming in and going out. And I think this is a huge benefit to people. Um, we're gonna have her contact information in the description to this podcast. So you'll have her email as well as a link to her website and her Facebook group if you're interested in joining, because you do a lot, you post a lot of really um amazing um posts on Facebook and you'd go live sometimes and give some great advice. So if you are, you know, at all struggling with finances, Heather is the person to know because she's, <laughs> um, I actually, you know, it's funny because I met you because I had actually taken a course for, um, for business owners and it was spiritual business owners. And I remember taking the course, I was a little overwhelmed by everything, but I remember Heather very distinctly because we had a few mentors in that group and when they would take turns, you know, teaching in the different um, areas of the group. But I remember when Heather was teaching us like, she's just so genuine and you can tell that she truly cares about people. And that's what I think a lot of mentors and people miss sometimes when you said you know you hire a mentor and you don't really connect with them you don't really like them you really do have to connect with people you work with and it's the same with counselors with anything that you do and i think that that's the difference with you is you really do easily connect with people and you can tell that you're in this because you care and we've done a lot of things together you and i and you can tell that and and i think ginger I'm going to call her out again because I just said on my podcast the other day. Um, Ginger always comments like, Oh, I love when you guys work together. Um, So she knows too, she can see that in that you're very genuine whenever you work with people. So uh, anyone who would work with Heather, you're lucky because she's not only capable and intelligent and knowledgeable, but also has that spiritual side, which is, that she's very empathetic and connects with people and uses her intuition, which again is what a lot of people don't do. I personally, when I meet people in different professions and I'm working with them and I can tell that they're very intuitive, that makes all the difference in the world because then you know they're taking their time and connecting with you and giving you what you really need the most. And I love that. So I know that Heather does that. So if you are looking for someone to help you get your business on track financially or even you know if you're looking for do you do private coaching as well for people with their finances I do yes and I actually just met with a girl um
1: today about her personal finances and um and so we're going to probably start working together too so yes I do uh, work with people personally I don't market to those people like you know they always talk about like you know, niching down and all of that stuff. So, um, like, so my, I don't market to them and say like, Oh yeah, that's what I do. But yes, I do help people with their personal finance. Um, I met with a girl today and we kind of just went over like, you know, what was happening with her, her finances and really like, um, put together like some, some key strategy. And again, like what I told her is what I'm telling you guys today is like, pull out your bank statements and go through it like that was her first homework assignment that I gave her is like okay if you want to work with me this is what you have to do and so um I want to work with people who like are ready to show up for their for their finances like show up and do the work and I'm not saying like do the work like oh my god we got to go into these like deep money stories and blah 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 it's not even that it's like okay So I want you to pull out your bank statement and I want you to highlight all these areas and I want you to write down dot, 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 like this is your first homework assignment. And so, and then really be able to like work through, okay, what anxiety is coming up? Like, what is scary about this? Like all this stuff. Um, But, uh, you know, not necessarily somebody that's like, oh, well, I don't know. And that type of thing. So, I mean, like I, I, you know, like if you're ready to, you know, dive into this stuff and really, um just have a better relationship with your money because really that's what it's about. is just having a better relationship uh, with, with your money and not looking at it. Like it's, it's like do or die. Um, it, like I said, I mean, like I have over the course of a couple of years, like I, I've, I look at debt. It's just neutral. I don't, I don't put a lot of energy in the fact that I have debt. I have a balance on certain credit cards and, I've been working to pay them down, but I don't hold this like secure emotional attachment to it anymore. And that's been over the course of doing these, like, you know, just healing my relationships. So that's really what I'm passionate about doing. Um, And because you did say it, I'm going to do a plug. Hi, Ginger. We love you.
0: Yes, Yes, we do. We do. We know you're
1: listening to
0: us. (laughs) Um, we need to have her like on the
1: podcast one day. We
0: do. Um, we do need to. I started to say we need to have a threesome, but that sounded really bad. So I, <laughs> I think like that, uh, but we definitely do need to have her on because you know, she's got, she's interesting too. She's got her own blog that she started since her sister uh, passed away of cancer. So that's a very interesting tor- story too. So we I know. The- and people, so here's the thing
1: too, is that people need
0: you and your
1: service. So I know that a lot of you are probably listening and you are going to your nine to five daily job, <laughs> but here's the thing, like you have a gift that the world needs. And so like, as Melissa was talking, like, one thing that hit me was like, where she was saying, you know, like I've shown up and be able to use my intuition and blah blah blah. That's taken me like over the course of the last three years to learn that that's my gift, like that's my God given gift, and that now I'm just like, this is what I do, and it comes natural to me, and so it doesn't occur to me that like people don't know this stuff, and so I have to have people to be like, oh yeah, like you should tell people what's the difference between a profit and a not profit, like. Like, I'm like, people don't know that because it's so easy to me. And so what I'm trying to say to you is that, you know, if you are resonating with what I'm telling you, it's because this is what my God given gift is. So like, what is your God given gift? Like what lights you up and go out and do that. And so like for people who, you know, like gender, we were talking about her, she has this blog, you know, like, These are the types of things that people need your gift and they need your story Um, because we don't live on an island. And I know that it feels so often that we live on an island and we're the only one experiencing this stuff, but I can promise you that there's somebody out there who is just like crying and desperate to understand what's happening. And like, you could be the one person that they hear or that they read. And they're like oh my god i'm not alone yeah, so exactly. that's so i just want to encourage all of you like wherever you're at in your life to you know tune in and tap into these places that make you who you are and freaking own
0: it like freaking just own it because exactly. i love that i love that you said that in fact one of my recent podcasts was just about stepping fully into your power so many people are being asked to be light workers, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you know you go and do reiki but it means that you show up in some way in your life and uh so many people i think are just afraid to fully step forward into their power but i have people all the time who will say thank you for doing that podcast and mentioning this because i'm going through that exact same thing right now things that I would never, ever think someone else has a common thread with me. So many people have a common thread. And they say, you know, it's like listening to my best friend and having coffee with my friend when I'm listening to your podcast. And probably people tell you the same thing when they work with you. There's a reason for that because we're showing up. We've showed up and you guys, the universe is asking you to show up too. So if you're thinking about starting a business or doing something and you need the coaching, get an excellent mentor because it makes all of the difference in the world. And, you know, if you have a business and you want to get your finances in order, think about joining Heather's program because I can tell you that it's going to be a game changer. I just know that. Um, And I also know that Heather is planning on pulling a card for you guys today. Yes.
1: Yes. And I wanted to mention one more thing too, because um, it's not, it's something that kind of like, I've kind of settled into it, but I was like super scared to step into this like intuitive part of my business. So like when I started, I was like just doing finances and I was just doing accounting. And then like I stepped into like this intuitive part and it was such a natural thing. Like um, people are like, well, how do you know like your intuition, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like thinking to myself, like I tune into my intuition like all the time. Like when I can't decide like what to eat for dinner or like where to drive next. Like if you want to just take a drive or whatever, like I tune into that stuff constantly and I'm like, people don't do that. It just came so natural to me, but I was so scared to like come out into the world and be like, yeah, I freaking listen to my intuition. So what? (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean. And I'm the same way when I started talking about, you know, intuition, talking about gifts and things like that. I thought, okay, everyone is going to think that I've lost my mind. And I was worried about that. And then I'm sure where, you know, just like, you know what? I don't really care. And nobody like has said anything. It's more like people are curious, you know, like, yeah,
1: I know. And so my point in saying all of that is like, if you are scared to show up and just be a badass, uh, in the world, like we were scared too.
0: And just feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Just say the F word to fear and just (laughs) move forward into your life fear-free. Okay, so this is a perfect card. The card that
1: came up is approved. You are enough. Oh, I love that. I love so that. I'm actually going to read the description <laughs> because I mean, okay, so approved. I'll just read the description. Okay, so it says, oh, 26. Approved. You are enough. If you're seeking someone to validate your work or effort, here it is. We see you. We love you. Your angels want to send you this message. You are enough. Nothing added would make you any greater. Nothing taken away would make you any less. You are pure forever. It's easy to get worried about what others think, but it's none of your business. So it's none of your business that other people are, that think whatever, whatever, whatever. Please see this as a sign that whatever you have been keeping you up at night is going to go perfectly if you let it. So, really, like it's that flow, like being in that flow, you are enough. And so, if you have this idea, so this is kind of what's coming to me. Like, I don't know, maybe this is one listener or this is several listeners, but if you have been sitting on the fence with an idea to put something out into the world, Um, this is your time to do that. I'm, I'm just feeling that like intuitive, like nudge to tell you right now that whatever it is that you've had on your brain or you've had like inside of you, you've been lit up when you think about it and you're like, what if I do this? Mm -hmm. So I'm here to tell you like this card is, um, our angels. Are here like they've come out and they've given you this <laughs> message that they approve you are enough and stop seeking outside validation because <laughs> now is your time. So That's um, awesome. that is my intuitive reading for That's this. Awesome. What deck of cards were you using by the way? This one here is the Angels in Your Biz um, oh. with Emily Aaron. So I actually have a coupon. She's actually sending us coupon codes So, um, if you want the cards, I have a coupon code for the cards. Um, and I'm also going to be creating my own deck of cards. Um, soon I have started. So I actually have written 11 of them. (laughs) Yay. See, you can um, do it. <laughs> I know. So that's Exciting. like totally like woo going to come out. I don't know. Well, like I haven't really like officially like told my husband like, hey, so I'm going to create this like Oracle deck. <laughs> He's probably going to be like, what in the hell is
0: that? Um, but you're needed because, you know, it's hard to find good finance decks. There's a lot of love decks out there, but finance, you know, it's kind of few and far between where you find ones that actually you can use in your everyday life. So you'll have to let us know when you create the deck because I will have to get a deck so that I can be this year. I want to release it like very, very soon this year. Well, that's very cool. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here with me. It's always so much fun when I have you on my podcast. Um, Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about to, um, our audience about any of your services. Well, how can they, first of all, how can they follow you or get a hold of you? So mostly I hang out with my Facebook group,
1: which like you named it, um, more than just taxes. Um yeah, I love the community aspect. And so that is where I'm at mostly. And so then um, I'll leave my website and my email, but um, if you want to connect with me, that's, um, that's where I'm at
0: most of the time. Okay. So if you want to connect with Heather, Facebook is a great place to try. You cut out a little bit there, so um, I don't know if it's the weather here is a little rainy, so it might be my internet connection. But um, okay. Facebook is a great place to get a hold of Heather, and I will have her website and her email And also the link to her Facebook page in the description to this podcast. So if you want to get a hold of her, you can get a hold of her that way and um, check out her program. And again, she said, if you were interested in joining, she has discounts on the program right now so you'll email her about that and we are definitely looking forward to your cards coming out because i know that i personally will be using those when i do my card readings on facebook so i want to thank you so much for joining me thank you for being here as always it's always so much fun and a pleasure to get to talk to you it's not really like doing a job is it when we get to do this i know right (laughs) So I want to thank Heather and I want to thank all of you for joining us today. If you would like to work with Heather or myself, all of our information is in the description to this podcast. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe, please share it with others. That helps others to find me. And that helps me in my mission to help as many people here as possible. Also, if you have purchased my book, Beautifully Broken, or if you haven't purchased it, what are you waiting for? It's available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and Goodreads, and I am still running my contest. If you purchase my book and you take a picture of yourself with my book and post it on social media and then tag me in your post, I will enter you to win a free session with me. Also, the best, absolute best compliment you can give me is to give a review for me to refer me to your friends. So if you would... Leave a review if you purchased my book from wherever you purchased or leave a review for me on Facebook or my website, I would super appreciate it. You can go to MelissaOpen.com, check out the services I offer, and you can contact me through social media, through my email, through text, any way you want to get a hold of me is perfect. I want to thank you so much for being with me today, and I want to thank Heather again for being with me today.
1: And don't
0: forget to join us again tomorrow. I am sending you guys so much love and light and I will talk to you again soon. Bye guys.